0: Welcome Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights special weekend, shorter, and perhaps even whimsical episode of the podcast. So thanks for listening as you try to figure out how they're going to be a sports card insight in this, but I promise you there is. But first thanks sponsors, Top Spinini and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hudson Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Creating, Beckett Authentication. So If you've seen the original movie Karate Kid and the sequels and and now Cobra Kai, it's on TV uh, bringing a a resurgence. You may have heard the expression, wax on, wax off. And uh, you may wonder where that uh, came from. That's where it came from. And so it's become a, a pop culture reference, which I'm fond of. But I thought, what if someone had not seen those movies or went into karate? What's that got to do even with karate, much less sports cards? And actually, I don't know if there's websites devoted to it, but there's a lot of speculation on the Internet of just what's the, the deeper meaning of wax on, wax off, and certainly Mr. Miyagi, the mentor, of Daniel, of the Karate Kid, is, is trying to teach him trust and discipline. But then there's also some thought that these ambidextrous, that he's got the wax on with the circular motion that's clockwise and the wax off, which is his left hand with the counterclockwise circular motion, is building up his shoulders, his arms, and the rhythmic breathing is teaching him to... It sounds pretty exhausting, but it probably builds up some strength coordination, whatever. And and kids, you can try that at home. I think any kind of exercise in these COVID days is better than no exercise. Again, you'd have to watch the movie to see it in context. But spoiler alert, the climax of the movie has nothing to do with wax on and wax off shoulders or arms or anything else. So I'll let you just watch it. So what's the sports card inside? Originally, back in the old days, uh, and you've got to go back 30 years, there were wax packs. Uh, and there ha- really haven't been wax packs since about 1991. Sorry, Mike Summer, wax pack hero. Although just about anything that's unopened is is um, sometimes generally referred to as, as wax packs, unopened packs, wax packs, even though they're no longer wax. Uh, there used to be cello packs. I don't think there are so much now. Usually they're more like foil, so you can't see through them cello. You could see through, that was part of it. But the big deal was that the original wax packs were not tamper-proof. and and it wasn't that the wrapper was made out of wax the wrapper was sealed with wax and that wax was this gentle sealer but it left a residue on some of the cards certainly on the bottom card in the pack in fact sometimes you could gently peek at the last card in the pack or you could even unseal the wax pack gently undo it and then you could reseal it by carefully just slightly reheating the wax to seal it back again. That's This is the stuff that Baseball Card Exchange and Steve Hart will check out for you. And they have forensic ways to determine that for a fee to know that you truly have some unopened uh, box or packs by checking all that out. My experience, I unwisely sent some 50s and 60s cards to BGS a number of years ago. Not unwise that I sent to BGS. That was a good choice, but I did not pre-screen them for wax residue on the card front. Again, if you've got wax residue on the card front that's original, when it came out of the pack, you can gently rub the card front with a a, a nylon or very soft kind of a microfiber cloth and you can remove the wax. And That's removing a foreign substance that doesn't belong there. It's not part of the card. It's removing it and it it truly is improving the condition with respect to the surface, but no chemical solvent was used. You're just wiping it off what shouldn't be there. Again, if it's on the card backs, that's uh, the the seepage there can be a problem. It can soak into the cardboard that doesn't have the same coating on it. So, no chemical solvent used, so you you can't detect by smell that would have been done unless some uh, chemical elements were used. And you really couldn't see it or feel it afterwards before you if you saw the card before, you could see and feel the wax, but after gently removing it, you wouldn't. And that's generally been accepted, I think, for many years. In fact, I think some of the bulk submitters who take bulk submissions and submit to PSA and BGS and SGC will actually do that for you. But again, I'm not down on BGS. I think it's unreasonable to think that the professional grader is gonna, quote unquote, help you out in this way. The card that you submit, it's submitted that way, and they're going to grade it the way it was submitted and not wipe off wax for you. They didn't for me, and and my name is the same name as the service. So uh, I think they're trying to be fair to all. So that's wax on, wax off, vintage uh, style. However, there's a new meaning now in the modern era where wax on, wax off is, I think, not acceptable. With today's shiny cards that are susceptible to micro-scratching, that can be the difference between mint gem and even pristine and spectacular dollars can be lost or gained for some of the very most valuable or popular glamour cards in the industry. Some collectors, and I actually would call them investors, perhaps they're very concerned about the financial aspects, have quote unquote polished the surface to fill in these micro scratches. In my opinion, that's not acceptable if there is a foreign substance or chemical used. If you're using just the plain nylon or microfiber cloth, to me, that's acceptable because come on, you're just, in some cases, you're removing fingerprints, your own fingerprints, and none of that would be detectable anyway. But if the professional graders detect a foreign substance, which is some kind of wax or sealer polishing equivalent kind of thing, they could rightfully take your card submission grade down to authentic and, and put it as altered. Now, unfortunately, when that happens, you get the card back. If that happened to you, most people, with being the way people are, the incentive would be to crack the card out, rewipe it very carefully, and then resubmit it, but perhaps to another grading company. Now, my intent is not to encourage cheating. I don't like cheaters, but I do think in this industry we have to be caveat emptor, which means buyer beware. Part of the difference in the grading companies, of of, of which there are several that are that are recommended. That's why there's way more price variability in BGS 9.5s and to a lesser extent BGS 9s because people look at the subgrades. If you're downgraded on the surface with a BGS 9.5, you might feel if you crack that out, you could fix it or improve it a little bit. And again, if that's a nylon, that's one thing. If that's removing a fingerprint, that's one thing. But if you're improving the card surface with some kind of wax or foreign substance, to me, that would be an infraction. Whereas deceptively trimming the card would be a serious misdemeanor and counterfeiting a card, to me, that's a felony. That's the worst. So, But the moral of the story is don't do wrong things to cards. Enjoy the cards. You get them out of the pack. Take good care of them. Again, if you're doing if you're holding it in your hand or using a nylon or a microfiber cloth, I don't have a problem with that. And send it in, get the best grade you can and accept the grade you got. So, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.